Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. And I'm Travis Mattingly. And you're listening to Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast, where today, we're no longer talking about demons. We're so far we're so, from demons. It's no more demons. No more demons. Not a single <laughs> demon in sight. Instead, we're going to start talking about devils for three months. <laughs> uh, so I hope you're excited to talk about devils for, like, three months. Uh, and then and then we'll have, like, as I recall, a nice brief interlude with dinosaurs. Yes, sir. Dinosaurs. And dragons. Yep. Which I am, again, I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> I'm going to make dragons, like, two episodes, three tops. And that's going to be it. And I'm going to figure out a way, damn it. Honestly, I feel like we maybe maybe we can test run that near the end of devils yeah we'll, we'll give it a shot i'll like compile things i'll put thought into things <laughs> uh and then and then it'll probably work out but in the meantime we're gonna kick off you know where once was a season of demons now is like a a, a shovel of devils <laughs> a shovel of devils uh-huh and, and we're gonna kick that off we're gonna kick off the shovel right now with the lore just as we did with demon stuff we're gonna talk about devil lore presently yeah. and this will kind of be the blanket prelude episode to all the next, whatever, like six to ten episodes of Devils. I forget exactly how many are. Are in, I think, like ten to twelve-ish. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, so this will be the one. Uh, this is the one, you know, this is the asterisk that all incoming episodes will have uh, footnoted. So, so welcome. Welcome if you're listening yeah. to this. Now that we, you know, if you're coming to us from the Aaron Yes episode, <laughs> this is this is the one about lore. Welcome to Consolidated Devil Facts. Mm-hmm. Please, please follow the flowchart. Uh, and we're we're gonna find that devils are in many ways uh, like lawful demons, which is reductionist <laughs> because demons are chaotic devils. Uh, we'll find that honestly, like like we said with demons, devils have just a little bit more like stank to it not necessarily stank in the like lore aspects because we're getting about the same amount of content but i feel like and we mentioned this a couple of times uh earlier i i do feel like devils are mostly like more more cerebral and have larger stakes to what they want and can be interacted with and can make better characters right they're they're less there for surprising right because we had a couple of demons that were like this is just like a good surprise encounter yeah in case you're just wandering around the abyss I feel like, by and large, because of this foundation that we have here, devils can function more as actual characters and can fulfill, you know, NPC roles Yeah, uh, that we kind of had to stretch the limits of demons for. And I mean, it helps that devils have, (laughs) instead of saying the infinite layers of the abyss and as many rulers as they need, the devils have a, a strict hierarchy with set who yeah. runs what yeah exactly <laughs> like... like finite rules and stuff and plotted out kind of culture uh so so there's always kind of a you know in the same way that i think D is quite cool for making you as the player have to sit down and be like these are my flaws and these are my ideals and blah, blah, blah. there is like a lore backdrop that no matter what you can draw from if you if you happen to have a devil character Right, like no matter what, this can fit into their larger wants and motivations within the nine hells that we don't necessarily get with every demon, or sometimes had to like stretch or bend the truth for a little bit. Yeah, and who knows? Like maybe when we get through some of these devils, we'll find that that yeah, yeah, because there were some surprise hits with the demons. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, maybe we will get like a. This devil doesn't give a fuck, and it's just gonna wander around. This devil's a bird. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, I've looked ahead a little bit. A lot of them just seem to be like, this is a dust devil, and this is a bone devil, and I don't know how, you know, again, like demons, I fully expect there to be a fair bit of like, we just don't have the lore to really get into what this kind of monster is, uh, specifically, but like, on the whole, in terms of just like, foundational stuff, I... As I mentioned before, I think I like devils just a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's fair. The also personally, the aesthetic is a little cooler. Yeah, everything's like a little bit sharper and more. So like where where demons were largely like animals, kind of mashed together in different ways. Devils, animals or gross. Yeah, devils <laughs> seem to be a lot more carapacey and bony and like spiky and such. It's yeah. very. It is kind of like it's kind of Diablo. It's kind of Blizzard. Like everything is like 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 not necessarily overwrought in the same way that Blizzard can sometimes be, but like 
threatening, more yeah. dangerous feeling, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And I, <laughs> my favorite one, as always, is just the one that's the chains, chain, yeah. chain devil, just yeah. weird Hellraiser esque monster abomination. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that, and I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference, right? Because like we've decried monsters being too badass in this book before. Yeah, I think the difference is, is that. Most of the devils look kind of slight and like frail and like not too terribly tough looking, right? Like they're mostly just like yeah, they only weird look and dangerous. Spiky. Yeah. yeah, they only look dangerous because they're spiky. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they look like um, they don't hulk out at any point. Yeah, 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 yeah. There isn't really like a the Baylor of devils. I yeah. don't think not like yeah, or like the Hezro, which is just like a swole frog. <laughs> we mostly yeah. get like either completely ridiculous things or like kind of like 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 lither looking monsters which i think i'm just a little bit more of a fan of yeah so like the the the, the horn devil looks like just like a svelte balor right yeah. like it looks like a like like a like a scrawnier balor yeah oh well, yeah it, it looks like a scrawnier sexier balor yeah i mean like sexier yes it looks like yeah, it does look pretty eminently <laughs> fuckable. But that's that's for us in like a month or two to talk about. <laughs> You're right. Uh in the meantime, if if you don't mind but yeah, we, we also get like the the what's this one? The ice, ice devil. devil yeah, yeah. The, the ice devil that looks just like really spiny and bug like, but also like alien. Not in the way the Kazmi looks. Yeah. Right? It it, it looks bug like in um uh carapacey armory way instead of a gross kind of it doesn't look as exaggerated right so like this so like obviously you know this is and again we'll talk about this when we get to ice devils and next amount of whatever uh but where the casmi seemed like it was very cartoonishly shaped mm -hmm. this kind of looks like like this looks like a bug with arms right like this yeah. looks like a bug holding a spear with a big scary tail yeah right so like <laughs> it seems more attachable to to real life, right? It hits that uncanny valley a little bit better. We're like, oh, this is something I have seen before in a really bizarre way, whereas the Kazmi looked mostly like a like a Disney to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get through a lot of these guys. Yeah. Pit Fiend, that's the closest to yeah, the Baylor. Yeah, yeah. Even then, like, of. yeah. So even then, the Pit Fiend doesn't, like, you know, it looks like he reps less. Yeah, he doesn't evoke the same, like... Yeah, he does not even <laughs> lift. Compared to the Baylor. <laughs> Baylor's lift pit beans. Mm -hmm. I think so. So generally speaking, in a nutshell, devils are just the lawful fiends, right? Like they hang out in the Nine Hells, which is like a, a plane in the celestial realm am i what if i i feel like i've missed up the terminology here somehow a little the I celestial think. plane it's just like a sub plane i can't remember man don't i can't think about all right well we'll get yeah. to the we'll get to the actual terminology yeah. later the idea is that they reside <laughs> in the nine house which is uh you know a, a sort of plane of sorts where uh the the devils they they live these highly regimented hierarchical lives where they are the sort of embodiment of lawful evil Right, where the demons right. are chaotic evil and they just run around and murder stuff and the abyss is unknowable and endless. The nine hells, the nine hells, there are nine of them. They are heavily regimented. The the devils live their lives in the nine hells. They support, you know, they they support their bosses and they, you know, try to to do their best within this highly stratified society. Uh run by Asmodeus, which is sort of the the Satan figure, at least the closest thing to like a Satan figure. The the big bad, charismatic, the the one who lays the law for the rest. Yeah, yeah like the king. Yeah, he's like the Lucifer figure. He's like a sexy devil, right? Yeah. Not like the scary Dante's Inferno devil. Yeah. Um and so consequently like there there's this idea, you know, the the devils uh, they're trying to bolster their army, right? Their army of the damned and the hellish. And they do that by corrupting souls in the throughout the plains. And so Asmodeus, being the, the king archdevil of all of them, is, sends out these demons by various means to the various plains in order to corrupt souls and gather them and help bolster this army. So let's let let's let's talk about some things. Generally speaking, devils, they're evil monsters, they want to like corrupt and destroy and enslave more importantly whatever they can and typically act as like tyrannical figures 
generally speaking, devils are designed to, you know, because the idea is that the, the devil army is largely meant by Asmodeus to be self-sustaining and that they're constantly trying to gather more slow souls, devils are designed to be uh, kind of manipulative. And the book tells us that the devils kind of have an inherent understanding of how to kind of manipulate people and utilize and abuse their power such that they can uh, kind of show off the the uh, kind of high points of hellish life in order to kind of enthrall mortals into making these these kind of bad faith bargains. Yeah, they know the they know what mortals want. They know how to how to press all the right buttons. Exactly. Can, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if they can necessarily like they can't like see into minds, right? It's just kind of they get it. They get, I, they they get the mortal trappings. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to this more when we get into the specific demons, but it kind of reads right now like devils just inherently know how to be manipulative. It's like they were once human souls, so they get it. Yeah, they just kind of <laughs> get what is enticing and are you know kind of just like genetically programmed to be able to <laughs> to play on that. Uh, so consequently, they do that, right? Like they they go out and they make these. These, these deals, and then they run along this path of, like, corrupting whoever they've dealt with, right? So, like, the book tells us they spend a lot of time, like, you know, kind of enticing these mortals to evil, either by, you know, kind of just, like, goading them toward it, just be like, hey, be evil <laughs> hey. Uh, a lot. Or just by, uh, sometimes, you know, more nefariously, they'll, like, as the book tells us, incite paranoia in their, in, in the people they make deal with, and kind of help basically, like, break this person down into uh giving in right yeah like utilizing the, these like the classic traitor in a king's court kind of like the um the doing something to incite paranoia to force somebody to do something bad so that they will go to the hells which is you know pretty standard standard devil stuff yeah the book tells us that they are kind of bred and formed to be loyal and that they the the hells kind of operate on this carrot stick kind of culture where like uh devils are dominantly kind of pushed into loyalty and are rewarded with promotion and getting you know put up the power curve and are punished by demotion and getting stripped away and turned into something weaker so you know this is in stark contrast with demons who would just like transform shit willy-nilly like demon lords they'll just yeah you you do this now because i need it uh, generally speaking, the the act of being transformed is either either a punishment or a privilege, yeah, or, or a reward, depending on certain situations. We'll get into in a second. I I like that the um the book implies that the devils know that like that their way is superior to the way that the demons do it because it's they it, it talks about the the abyss as an anarchy basically yeah yeah the like, idea is like they want to impose the stratified society otherwise everything will collapse they will just become the second abyss mm-hmm. yeah abyss too and that would just be that would just be redundant we've already got enough demons yeah we yeah please <laughs> no more demons it's wild that the second paragraph is that at the same time yeah they like to scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that we got some more details about this, because as it stands right now, I looked through the pages quite a few times. I couldn't quite tell how devils make their own way. It seems like they either get promoted by doing a good job for their boss, or they get demoted, they get demoted by fucking up. But we never really get any, we don't get too much about this scheming kind of political intrigue side of devils, which I think would be profoundly interesting. We, like, my best guess is, like, they suck up to the next, you know, the their boss, the boss's boss. The boss, yeah, like, they, that's the only thing I can think, because it's so, <laughs> the idea of, like, we follow this very strict loyalty law-based system where we follow the orders of somebody in order to get a promotion, but the idea that they have, like, the free will to not do that, yeah. to, to undercut the law of their yeah of their plane yeah i guess it's weird by doing that like going one tier up that way they're still within the hierarchy yeah so <laughs> yeah so that's the way that i make it work in my brain i wish it just didn't like, yeah i so so some part of me as much as i think that this could be really cool and set the stage for like cool political intrigue stuff in the same way that i wish that there weren't necessarily demon lords i kind of wish that there were no scheming devils 
right? Like, I kind of yeah. wish they were just pure law, just so there wasn't any weird undercutting stuff like this. Yeah, it's like, devils can be manipulative and weird with, like, mortals. Like, yeah. they can do that. Let them, let the law system kind of be how it is, right? Yeah. Like, the whole, it's like, this should all be order. Yeah. The... Yeah. And it's it's just one of those weird, like, vestiges of alignment stuff in D&D where, like, nobody knows what the fuck to do with the ideas of, like, law versus chaos anymore. Right. I, I was gonna say, I feel like they left this in to leave room for the kind of adventures some people like to run where they're like, we sided with this devil to help overthrow the lord of this plane of the hells. Yeah. Even though that doesn't super track with, no. like... They wanna, <laughs> yeah, they wanna leave the back door open for Game of Thrones shit, yeah. which I can respect, <laughs> right? As somebody who likes Game of Thrones shit, I'm cool with it. Uh, even if it feels, like, a little weird to have these two paragraphs back to back <laughs> yeah like if, if this was later i wouldn't have noticed <laughs> yeah uh so so yes generally speaking it is a game of thrones situation where there's the arc devil asmodeus the one and then the sort of arc devils below him and then the demon dukes and duchies that that have power and then just like you know the hierarchy goes down and down and demons they are these these devils they spend their entire lives playing this game uh and, and are, like, meant, they, like, crave it, right? Like, they crave this power because they're evil. Uh, so these devils, they are, you know, they go out into the uh, material plane either by way of portals or, you know, sometimes a, a warlock-to-be be will summon in some stuff or a wizard will summon in some stuff and try to make some deals. Uh, it's kind of cool. So, like, I, before I read this, I was under the assumption that it was like, oh, trade me your soul and I'll give you power. It's not exactly that. What happens is... The devil will, like, just make a contract, like, you'll do this for me, and I'll give you some power, and then they get your soul if you fuck up the contract. Oh. Like, if you break the rules of the contract, then they get your soul. So devils have become, like, preternaturally capable of making, like, really shitty boilerplate, or, like, really airtight contracts. Yeah. And then will, like, catch you on technicalities, <laughs> and that's that's the real game, is, like, oh, you fucked up because of this very specific clause right here, so now I get your soul. You, you fucked up. You watched sports on Sunday. That's exactly. your soul. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> Sunday at 2.32, you watched this. So. <laughs> so so now I get your soul. And that is quite a lot cooler to me, right? Like, because yeah. there is, you know, to some extent, like, genre awareness where, like, no wizard is going to be like, I'll give my soul to you, Asmodeus. Absolutely. Be nice to me. I was thinking about that, actually, when we were talking, where when I was reading through before I got to that part, I was just like... Yeah, why do people just sell their soul to devils? I feel like they know what happens to exactly. you. Like... Yeah, and so I like this a lot more where it's just like really arrogant casters are like, no, I can outsmart you. And then they fuck up because they just weren't paying close enough attention. Uh, and then they get God, which is really cool because that's kind of how D&D is, right? Like you and I, when we sit down and make a deal with the devil as players, we know exactly where this is going to, what how this is going to go. But because it's D&D... We're not paying that hard attention because <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons and shit gets retconned all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I signed the thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll handle it. What am I going to do? I'm not going to read a 300 page contract in real time. <laughs> so I like this like gamified kind of angle where like I could, you know, I like my player or like my character will just think, yeah, like, yeah, I'll roll a good, I don't know, insight check. And then I don't and I get <laughs> fucked up. And I, I don't know, I think that's very cool and a lot more believable than, yeah, I'll give my soul to this abomination. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've read books about what happens to souls in hell, but I think yeah, it's probably fine. Exactly, right? Because <laughs> that's how, A, I as a player will think, right? Like, I'm the player. D&D &D is kind of built to be in my favor. I'll be fine. And then also, it's a pretty common trope in Wizards of the Coast stuff for wizards, you know, wizards and casters to be, like, naturally arrogant, right? Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense to me that there are there would be a bunch of casters that are like, no, I can handle this. I'll be fine. And then they don't. They're not. <laughs> and then they get their soul eight and it gets turned into a motorcycle. <laughs> they get used for gas because that's a fucking thing in Dungeons and Dragons now. <laughs> so anyway, generally speaking, so like when they get your soul, it's what you'd expect, right? They have complete control over you. You get, you know, turned into a devil pretty much as as soon. Well, so like. The technicalities are a little bit... So usually souls will be claimed at death. Uh, some demon or some devils will make... I'm going to do this a thousand times. I'm going to say demons. Yep. So, you know, generally speaking, just 
you listening to this right now, yeah. if I say demons, you know what I mean. Yeah, we're done. Demons yeah. are done. The word demons means devils yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> get with the times, Gramps. Unless stated otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so generally speaking, the soul can be claimed at death. Sometimes devils will make very specific contracts, depending on like if this, you know, if this soul is really good, if I want that tasty, tasty soul, uh, such that they can claim it right after the contract has been breached, right? Which is kind of cool. I, I like that. Uh, and I, I imagine there could be like a fun way to make these contract deliberations. Like I can imagine like a really like savvy, you know, somebody who has read the monster manual and knows that like usually souls are claimed at death and then like almost like a bartering scene where like, oh, you want my soul now? That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, and then the devil has to be like, well, blah, 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 and it becomes like kind of like a haggling back and forth. That could be quite cool. Um, I, t I we tweeted about this some time ago, but like the I really like the idea of a character that just brokers souls to extra dimensional players for, yeah, for the, war or extra dimensional characters for the middleman. Yeah, they're like, hey, <laughs> don't worry about it. Here, here's this, here's like a mage who whose wife died and really sad about it say, this will work i found this really powerful archmage who's very sad right now he's <laughs> looking for something special so sad so sad. you don't even know <laughs> i cannot explain to you how vulnerable this man is so what are we talking like 10 platinum <laughs> i like that character quite a bit i mean someday i'll make that character and that'd be fun <laughs> So generally speaking, so so the soul gets claimed, it gets sent to the nine hells, it ends up being turned into the shittiest kind of devil, and it starts its way up the ladder. Um, yeah. There's kind of an interesting little clause here that says only divine intervention can release the soul once the devil has claimed it. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting to me, uh, because a couple of times we we hear that, you know, Asmodeus, even the greatest archdevil, you know, the, the king of devils, has the power of a lesser god, as the book will put it in a page or two. It kind of makes it really seem like the the gods at any point could free all of the souls of the nine hells, right? Like if divine intervention, if any proper divine intervention can reclaim a soul, and Asmodeus is only as powerful as a lesser god, it seems to me that like Pelor or whatever could stomp down at any point and, and free everybody out. And it, it kind of like begs the question, like they're just choosing not to. Just to keep the nine hells as like a boogeyman of some kind. That it has to be like the the kind of like the uh, ve again vestige of kind of an alignment thing, but also like the the idea of order and mm. chaos in the universe. And mm. the gods are usually about like the law and order, right? Mm. Maybe. And yeah. It, and so like this is, is just kind like of cosmic like the, jail. Yeah, it's like they know that there has to be the the hells yeah. in order for them their shit to be yeah like. yeah and, and that might be true i just also kind of like the idea that the gods are just kind of petty right so <laughs> like just, that's not our problem or even like oh this wizard wants to sell their soul the soul that i gave them because i'm god <laughs> all right see how this goes for you champ <laughs> there's a that's what you get with free will you I fucked just, up, you fucked up. Mm, too bad should have <laughs> rolled cleric huh you would have had a 10 percent chance of me helping you now huh <laughs> uh no there's a there's a cool subplot in never winter nights 2 in one of the expansions where like the gods have uh pretty much like a wall of atheists that like all of the people who never believed in any of these gods get stuffed into a wall at the end of time <laughs> like a limbo yeah like literally like a terrible purgatory uh and it, i really do like the idea of the the prime pantheon in D, &D being like just really petty and shitty the entire time <laughs> uh i think that's quite cool so as mentioned Cannot stress this enough. Devils are lawful. They have a very strict hierarchy. Generally speaking, uh, well, what happened was is that Asmodeus, um, and I can't remember the exact details. I probably should have written this down. I didn't want to go back through fucking Mordenkainen's read about I, the blood war and shit. I specifically didn't read through the Mordenkainen's part because I want to know what the monster manual wants me to know. Mm. I, at one point, yeah. knew more about what happened with Asmodeus, but I, right now, do not remember any of it. I can't remember so. it anymore. I I seem to recall Asmodeus being, like, a mortal or, like, an angel. Like, it's very, you know, biblical, where, like, mm -hmm. this was the angel Asmodeus, and then something, like, fell, and then I remember there being, like, a big legal proceeding where Asmodeus tried to, like, like, ended up weaseling his way out of being executed or something like that. I'm probably misremembering all these details. Well, I mean, like, because where demons were uh, just kind of, like, 
dark abyssal evil the the nine hells is very like judeo-christian like dante's inferno yeah yeah explicitly so yeah so yeah i would believe that it's just a lucifer story again if you told me yeah (laughs) i seem to remember that being mostly the case the idea is that asmodeus he was put in what yeah the idea is that asmodeus was uh you know kind of as i recall like bartered leadership over the nine hells in some way uh and basically like you know consequently fulfills a Lucifer role. So there, the book tells us that there are many cults in the prime material plane to Asmodeus. Uh, the book tells us that, you know, he's this, like, tyrant and deceiver and, you know, the kind of sexy Lucifer, as we mentioned, and ends up running the kind of bureaucracy, the banal kind of stuff about the Nine Hells. Um, and it ends up just kind of being, like, this really capable manipulator figure who realizes that at any moment he could slip up and be supplanted by the people directly under him. And it ends up doing that kind of fun underdark D&D thing uh, where it's all like political intrigue and whatnot, which is, you know, I I find to be typically quite fun. There is a little bit I remember of kind of like the way Asmodeus runs everything. He has like this kind of, he puts people who are very powerful in charge, makes them like archdukes and Mm. stuff because he knows that they probably can't overthrow him because he's very like cocky in how powerful he is. Yeah. It's not even like cocky. He's just like very sure. Yeah. Right. And so like he just doesn't even do leadership role stuff. He like puts everyone in charge of things, divvies out all of the tasks that a ruler would normally do to everyone else. And then he just fucks off yeah, and nobody he hears from him for like ever sits and eats, <laughs> drinks wine and eats grapes and goes, such. makes deals with mortals, keeps souls for himself and just kind of does whatever the fuck. I like that read. <laughs> uh, I like that read quite a bit. I, I like the idea that there's just this, like Asmodeus himself is just like hanging out sometimes and will sometimes like, you know, boots on the ground and make some deals <laughs> uh, just, just to feel alive or something. Uh, it's pretty good. So, Generally speaking, uh, the hells are run like an army, right? Like the pit fiends are the generals, and then they have a stratified structure behind that. In terms of uh, stuff that we've kind of seen before, devil mortality operates pretty much the same as demon mortality, where if you die outside the hells, you just port back to the hells, and if you die in the hells, you die in real life. Uh, and that's that's about it. Except for lemurs? Lemurs? Mm. They, it very specifically, they have to be destroyed with a blessed weapon or splashed with holy water. Oh, neat. I don't know. Maybe because they are like the closest to being mortal that mm. it's different for them. Maybe. I'm not super sure what that's about, but Hopefully it, is, it elaborates. It is a fun little touch, yeah. touch on the, the thing. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's also quite so does it. No, you reform at full strength, so you don't lose any level ups when you die as a devil. Uh, so, so never mind. I was going to say, like, it could be a cool, like, safety net for the, the hellish horde, ah. right? Where, like, oh, it doesn't even matter because no matter what, I can just, you know, even if you temporarily weaken me, I can just summon them back up. But now they're just totally fine the entire time. Though it does explicitly say that even Asmodeus will die if he dies on the material plane. Does it? Uh, yeah, supposedly even Asmodeus fears. A fate even, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. fears, or not in the material plane, but in the nine hells if you die. Yeah. Uh, in the hells, um, you 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 go, and even Asmodeus is is capable of that, which is quite cool. So there seem to be like a lot of little details about devils that seem to make them like quite a bit weaker than demons. Uh, so so the book tells us there's a little blurb that I'm you know kind of cutting ahead because the rest of this is just talking about like stratification and whatnot. Uh, devils they are known to have true names and they're known to have talismans. And true names are just things that every devil has, and if you know it, you can summon them more easily, you can take control of them more easily, uh, and it seems like they can, if, as long as they're just charmed, they can be made to yeah. disclose it, like, quite handily, it seems. It's uh, just like, what is your name? And they just, bleh, and yeah, then you and have it. Out, and then you just have them, which is... <laughs> and if I remember how the spells work, not to get into, like, how the game works mechanically, but, like, demons, when you know their true name, they're, like, their name you it, it just helps you control yeah them. yeah so the spell summon greater demon if you have their name uh it just gives you like they it have gives disadvantage. them disadvantage on serving you but i think infernal calling if i'm not mistaken if you have the true name they just have to listen to you i, I can't let super me, recall let me real quick look this up before that's what i remember 
all the spells. Oh, never mind. It's not with the true name, but the talisman, this thing that we... Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. So, so yeah, the other thing is the talisman. And you can just kind of, like, make that shit if you know their true name. You can inscribe it on the talisman, do some funky bad shit. Uh, There's, you know, like, blood and loved ones involved. Yeah, Uh, like, and if you're summoning devils to command them to do whatever, you probably don't care. Yeah, that's probably fine. (laughs) And then you pretty much just, like, get it right like you once you make it you pretty much it, it'll help you just bind help kind of quotation it's a little bit vague but it'll help you again press this devil into service giving you just like two ways to completely just lord over a devil yeah uh where Me- the mechanically if you have a, de- a devil oh if you have a devil's talisman it just has to listen to you it can make no saving throws or checks against you if you have the talisman it is it's yours yes <laughs> Yeah, which is <laughs> cool. Like, it's, you know, like, it's a lot more threatening, right? So, like, with yeah. demons, it did kind of feel like, you know, this is our big bad demon. You know, this Baylor is going to be, like, a primary villain of sorts. And here are all the ways that we can keep the Baylor alive. If you kill him in the material plane, he just pops back into the abyss. If you kill him in the abyss, he might still have this talisman. Uh, but devils, it feels like you have a lot more flexibility with how you interact with them, right? So, like, this, mm-hmm. this could be are really uh, much more to my mind, maybe a little bit more interesting exchange of power. We're like, oh, I've pressed this devil into service, but oh, it's starting to tempt me to do some weird shit. But oh, <laughs> I still got him. But oh, you've got a contract, you say. And then it <laughs> you know, becomes this really cool back and forth. I think that could be quite fun and interesting. Do you think the um, the reason for this is the whole chaos versus law thing? Like the the chaos of the demons is that like nothing can kill me. I'm what i'll go anywhere and do anything but the law of the devils is like oh you have my true name and you have the talisman i i have to obey you it's the law yeah like that's probably like where it comes from yeah i think that that makes a bit of sense where like the yeah the demons will defy anything even death whereas the devils will serve pretty much anything that pretty much anything it can it seems it's like like, oh fuck you did the thing you've completed yeah you completed the thing you needed to do i guess hey boss fuck you got me (laughs) fuck you got me i love the idea of like a (laughs) devil that's just like giving out fake true names it's just like oh no you got me what do you want to do uh and then uses that against the summoner or something that could be quite fun that's very good Mm -hmm. oh god you killed your wife to make this talisman with my true name my super true name (laughs) what do you want master (laughs) yeah so generally speaking uh devils they are divided up into arc devils and greater devils and lesser devils and lemurs uh Lemures. yeah i hate Lemures. it i hate it so much <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna think about zabuma food yeah, the entire time exactly uh so the arc devils there's asmodeus and then there are the like main rulers of the nine hells and we'll talk about them we'll do like a little quick blurb about each of them in turn just because we didn't do it for demons and i felt a little guilty yeah that's fair um and every arc, arc devil is like unique and has like special abilities and stuff and some of them are like quite cool like we'll talk about like levistus i think is pretty neat um and let me know that are greater devils, and that's a certain subset of devils that we'll probably talk about in turn, because now we're getting into specific ones, and then there are lesser ones that are smaller than that. And then there are lemurs, which are like the the mains of devils, right? The lowest form of devil. Uh, they, as 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 mentioned, they are kind of the, the crappiest kind of devil, but they also have to have very specific conditions to be killed. Yeah, they're the worst ones, but also the hardest to kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is kind of funny yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know it kind of like protects the economy of some guy i i it almost again feels like a like a divine pettiness kind of thing like <laughs> no no you're sticking in this this is your existence now buster uh, it's yeah it's almost like the gods decreed like you have to spend this amount of time at least as a devil before you even get to die your way out of it you piece of shit <laughs> As mentioned, uh, they are hierarchically inclined, and generally speaking, the greatest reward and greatest punishment a a devil can give a smaller kind of devil is to promote them to a better kind of devil, transforming them physically into something bigger, or demote them into a shittier kind of devil, you know, making them a worse kind of thing. Uh, Generally speaking, so, so the book tells us that it is a brief, painful transformation, because of course it is. Uh, but the, we, we do specifically get that the devil's memories pass, uh, you know, pass from one form to another form, and they, they remain the same. So all of that stuff we were talking about with demons, where it's like, what does, you know, what does that mean for someone's personality, like a demon's personality, uh, is true, at least, you know, 
you know, is canon in, in, Devils. in Devils. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, just another aspect of why Devils are tend to, in my mind, make better characters than demons, it seems. Uh, in terms of the promotion process, the idea is that crappier Devils will sometimes just get promoted because a Arc Devil needs it, right? Like, I just need you to be a better kind of Devil right now. There you go. Uh, whereas, generally speaking, higher level transformations are specifically given as rewards um, for, for good service and loyalty and that sort of stuff. Um, generally speaking, these these rewards, they are usually like war, war, war based, right? Battle inclined. So like some kind of devil will kill a bunch of something and then will be transformed as a as a reward. Yeah. Um, and these low level ones, the book tells us, are usually like. The, the primary example we get is a pit demon transforming a lemur into an imp, which is like the next day job, just yeah. to have some like spies and whatnot. So so level low level ones are mostly need and higher level ones are uh, reward. Kind of interestingly, the book tells us that uh, this is like a highly regimented, right? So like you'll only get one at a time. If you get one, you usually won't go up a step in the same compared to demons or like, you know, it's just random like a demon lord might be like you need to be this exact amount of power right now right it, whereas it is a pretty you know scale up or scale down by one uh for for devils moreover we're told that only a and this is kind of like vague of some sort only a devil that has like the fealty of another devil can promote it or demote it right so like only only levistus can promote or demote all of his devils yeah and no other like asmodee or well, as asmodeus can do all of them yeah <laughs> but like mammon can't do any of levistus's ones right right which is kind of cool because it helps you know the book tells us it it uh helps curtail sabotage right so like one if one's getting feisty they can't demote all of their buddies which is like a a cool i i kind of Imagine, like, the alpha test of the Nine Hells, Asmodeus was like, and everybody can do whatever. And then everything caught fire, and he, you know, version 1.0, only some people can do some of the things. Uh, which I think is, you know, just funny in my brain. Yeah. Everyone's just as powerful as me. Oh, no. Oh, God, I died. <laughs> kind of interestingly and kind of importantly, uh, the book, goes out of its way, you know, just in case we didn't get it the first time. The uh, devils typically retain memories from one transformation to another, and if they get demoted, they could become, you know, spiteful and vengeful, and this is kind of the, like, the the character basis for some of the scheming, right? So, like, this is this is your, your easiest way of getting a devil NPC on the player side, is like, ah, I've been disgraced, and now I need more right. power. Um, but again, the book never really quite goes into what a demon scheme looks like uh, for these kind of boots on the ground demons. Um, so I'm just imagining it's like I'm going to appeal to the boss boss uh, and, and try to get a promotion or yeah. something like that. Because like the only other way is for like... It's just like murder. Yeah, like the, a devil to forsake the law. Yeah, part, which doesn't... But then it doesn't really... It also can't... Get, yeah, because it also can't get promoted again just by killing some. Someone has to promote it again. Yeah, someone has to. So it's not like demons where you can just level up yeah. and get bigger. Somebody has to promote you, it seems. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So so in some ways, it does become another challenge for the, the person running this campaign to be like, how can, you know, what are the real ways that human beings try to get ahead without just murdering each other? Uh, which is kind of cool and interesting. Um, kind of, uh, as, as you would expect, the kind of worst punishment you can get is to be booted back to Lumera, which the book tells us you lose all of your memories in that case. So, like, if you, if you try to, if, like, a failed coup against Mammon or, or, like, um, I don't know, Epica Devil Lord goes badly, you can end up get booted back all the way to the beginning, and then you lose all your memories, and, you know, it's effectively, like, a hard reset on your devil life. Uh, which is cool, right? Like, there's a, a legitimate... Like a couple of legitimate fears. I, I again, I kind of like the idea that these devils are just like weaker, generally speaking, than demons. Um, but because they work together better, they can keep in control. Yeah, uh, it's I, I, I like that. I, I always love it when there's a punishment like worse than death, yeah. <laughs> especially for like devils and stuff, because it's always like, well, if you kill a devil, where does it go? Yeah, right. 
but oh. the idea of like having to making one hard reset and then the next time it like gets a promotion it's a totally different devil is yeah great yeah it's pretty that. cool it's pretty cool So let's talk about the hells. There are nine of them. Uh, <laughs> they they're the nine hells. The each of them has a specific. Lo- I know, right? The quality. So let's talk about the hells. Quality. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna. No. The the nine hells. There are nine hells. <laughs> quality content. Um. No. The they're a set of planes. They seem to be joined by the river sticks, and the book tells us that you can cross them expediently by going up and down this river. Uh, the idea is that they are stacked on top of each other, so in order to get to the bottom one, you gotta travel through all of them. You know, Dante's Inferno stuff. Yeah, it is interesting that it's a single plane, because I, I, for some reason, had thought each layer was its own... Yeah, its own separate thing, like in the Abyss, but it seems like they might be, you know, terribly varied, but they are all... It's seemingly, like, at, at least, like, as we would consider conventionally traversable, you can kind of walk from one to another. Yeah. Uh, and there is kind of a space to it, which means that this could be like a really badass mega dungeon if you if you wanted to make it. That's some cool ass end game mega dungeon, right? Like get the to the bottom layer of hell. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty good. And if you felt like it, I was gonna grab the dungeon master manual, and we could talk about each of the nine hells in turn. Uh, sure. You're gonna be telling me about most of them because I only vaguely know about yeah, some of them. So generally speaking, I again, I'm only I don't want to go too much into it, but in order. We have uh, Avernus, which is like the kind of like the crossroads one. So on, this is the only one that has a portal connected to it. The rest of them, uh, you know, have been severed in order to keep terrible things from happening. Yeah, this is the one with all the motorcycles. Yes, yes, exactly. This is the one. <laughs> it's the yeah, <laughs> that is kind of uh, kind of true. It is like a Mad Maxian wasteland. Uh, that's kind of like an empty battlefield. It's where, you know, if some if like a war happens in the Nine Hells, this is where the battlefield is. Uh, and this is consequently where the soul motorcycles are. Um, Zariel is the uh, Archduchess of Avernus. Um, and also kind of notably, they have Tiamat, which is the kind of like evil dragon queen uh, huh. who, who's stuck in here as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, the, these are mostly just going to be presented without context. The next one is Dis, which seemed just like a hellscape. Uh, this is apparently where like the hags and like the the more like naturally found devils are so like rakshasas are in here and succubi and whatnot the ones that are quite good uh, or that seem to be the most um deal centric ones yeah i was gonna say i I know about this because of the iron city the iron city of this is like a central kind of deal making devil merchant city yeah and yeah that's the only thing i know about yeah, and cons- that is mostly true. It's the Iron City, right? Like, it's covered in iron, and Dispater is the the lord that, that controls it, um, and he is kind of like kind of like Asmodeus Light in that he's very, like, charming and whatnot and focuses a lot on making deals. Next one down is Minoris, which is a, I don't know, personal favorite of both of us. Both of us have put Mammon in our respective campaigns, so That's I true. guess, like... I don't know. I like because we're both so you know greedy and uh, <laughs> I was say, hedonistic. I love, I love greed devils. So it's just yeah. So this is um. It's the book tells us it's like a bog, um, and that it is kind of the the. It's run by Mammon, who is the the greed demon, right? It is the the gold one, and his layers stuffed with gold and treasures and such. The next one is Phlegathos, uh, which is interesting because it's run by two devil lords, a dad and a daughter, uh, and they keep each other alive. It's hell-shaped. It's got, like, fire and lava and shit, and so my brain kind of rolls off of most most of it. I believe Phlegathos is also the one where most of the default tieflings come from. Oh. Um, There's a custom feat for the trade of tieflings that is called the Flames of Phlegathos. Hmm. So that's just... Cool. So I mean, that would make sense, right? Like, you. this is the only devil that we know for sure fucks because he's got a daughter. <laughs> so it makes sense that this is the one that uh, tieflings would descend from. Got me there. Yep. Uh, next one is Stygia, which I think might be my favorite, just because. Uh, so it's 
completely frozen. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Levistus, who is the Archduke, he betrayed Asmodeus one time and ended up just getting stuffed and encased in ice and just can't move from there. So is constantly just there. And I'm imagining is just like ruling by proxy, like, all right, now I want you guys <laughs> to go do this. Which I find hilarious and cool. Oh, well, it communicates telepathically, but you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, that that is that is quite a lot of fun. Yeah, I I I remember learning about Levistus because I wanted to look up what the hell the tomb of Levistus was. The, and it's the like an ice power. Thing. It's yeah, very where cool. you just encase yourself in ice. Yeah, which like in <laughs> retrospect makes that really fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, next one is Malboge, which is hag place. It that's, seems that's the devil from Spawn. Mm-hmm. Malbolgia. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is true. It's like mountains, devils, uh, stone stuff. Uh, hags. Hags. The hag countess Malagard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next one is Maladomini, which is quite uh, cool because it's like a lot of... It's like yeah. the, the dead one, right? at the lair of the dead. Yeah. So this is where Beelzebub, Balzebul, as is called in, in Wizard Coast stuff, the Lord of Flies lives, and it's basically like this kind of rotten, like empty desolate wasteland which is kind of cool yeah i like i like the idea that it's a whole plane of dead fallen urban cities yeah yeah that's... it's quite like this is the place where society goes when it when yeah. it dies that's kind of cool i really like that yeah so the next one after that is Kanya, which is another like ice place um the ice place is not as interesting to me as mephistopheles is because mephistopheles is cool to me because in this one mephistopheles is like like a archmage right like he's just like as I recall in this one, Mephistopheles, and we don't get it so much in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide, but as I recall, Mephistopheles is mostly like magically inclined uh, and is kind of like the magic patron of the, the the Archdevils. Yeah, and also the greatest sentence of his kind of little biopic is that he is the greatest enemy and ally. Yeah. Of Asmodeus. Yeah, right. So he's like the next, the immediate one below Asmodeus. So he's, you know, the closest, both, you know, both friend and potential supplanter. And I bet you that could be kind of a cool character dynamic of like, this is the one person that can be on my level and thus can be my friend, but also is the only person that can kill me. <laughs> Damn, I hate you, but God, do I respect you. Yeah, it's a real Goku Vegeta situation. <laughs> this one's for you, weebs. Uh, and then very lastly, we have Nessus, which is the last one. It's where Asmodeus lives in his, like, sexy hell stalagmite, <laughs> uh, which is where he he lives. Um, is I don't know, it's Asmodeus stuff. It's more hell stuff. Uh, I more or less just wanted to talk about... Truthfully, this entire thing was just a pretense to talk about Levistus and the cool-ass ice thing uh, that I like quite a bit. But yeah, that is uh, a quick recap of the most important aspects or some aspects of... <laughs> of each of the nine hells that was hastily done so at least something about everything yeah yeah well most of it is like and then here's a fire mountain and i just got bored well yeah because even this even asmodeus is like he lives in a stalagmite he has pit fiend guards yeah so most <laughs> of these are are pretty much what you would expect but the Livistus one is really fucking cool so yeah kind of a lame ending to devil lore uh, but, you know, I... We can talk about how sexy, uh, Asmodeus is for, like, five more minutes. Yeah, if you want, the lay last some Asmo two paragraphs, <laughs> The last two paragraphs of his layer of hell are just about how he looks and how hot he is. Yeah, yeah, but that is largely true of a lot of the Devil Lord. They're usually, like, or there have been quite a few that are, like, charming and cunning and all of... He's got a beard and small little horns. <laughs> he's not... That is kind of funny, because when I first heard of Asmodeus, I was like, oh, he's got, like... He's a big devil man, and, like, he's probably jacked, and he wears yeah. low-cut shirts, and instead it's just like, no, he's just a guy, he's got, like, a full beard, tiny little horns. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, really, he's an underplayer, because he's doing the long game, which is really cool. I like Asmodeus quite a bit, because um, I always imagine very him in, like, a pinstriped suit. <laughs> just yeah, or like... even just, like, I almost like, I almost like to think of Asmodeus in some regard like i know he's supposed to be like there's a sexy angle but it's, sometimes i just like to think of him as like bill gates where he just has like a crappy polo and walks out in slacks and is like hey what's up welcome to hell yeah there's a really oh my god did you ever watch angel no that crappy spinoff of charms i sure did not it's not good but there's one specific scene i very distinctly remember where lucifer is playing tennis and has a full tennis like outfit on <laughs> 
uh, like a full white tennis outfit that makes him look really doofy. That sounds and like I, a very supernatural thing. So yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. And I, I quite, I kind of like that. I have some affection for that, that trope <laughs> of like, here's Satan presented in a banal way. Yeah. Uh, so that's Devil Stuff. If you enjoyed listening to Devil Stuff, boy, have I got <laughs> a surprise for you. We're going to be doing this for, like, months. Uh, so feel free to tune in to the coming months where we talk about all of these devils. Pit devils, ice devils, sworn well, devils. I think it is shorter than demons. Is right? that so? I think there's less devils than demons. Let's Let do, me... So as I recall, there were 12 demons. How many devils are there? Let's do this in real time. You can listen to my reaction. It's... Well, Podcaster there's, reacts to uh, eleven. Oh, right, because up yeah. to Duke and Duchess. Yeah, so there's eleven. Nice. Yeah. So technically, technically shorter. Shorter. So we're gonna be talking about devils for slightly less. <laughs> uh, if you want us to talk about devils for more, uh, feel free to send us your favorite devil from <laughs> Steplogs. Like honestly, like I don't know, just to maybe break up the monotony. I'd like to do maybe an episode just on Asmodeus. Maybe one of these times. I know that would be kind of spoiling a lot of Mordenkainen and whatnot. Um, but it might be fun, just because I like the characters in, in the Hells a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, feel free to listen to more Tooth and Nail. We've got a bunch of demons uh, that, that can serve as a grim foreshadowing <laughs> of what this segment, these next few months, will turn into. The madness that we'll, uh, we will succumb to. If you are just as bored as me, feel <laughs> free to check out some other stuff on nerdsmith.org. <laughs> Uh, and surely there will be something that is, you know, youthful and bright that can help, uh, help, help you in your, in your hell. Uh, just something less jaded and torn down. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm really excited. I, I, this is, I'm excited more generally speaking about devils than I am for demons. So yeah, I'm, I, agree. I, I hope that a lot of these things will hold up and that a lot of these devils are cool. In the meantime, what's our creature comfort for, for tonight? I'm not sure. All I can think about is Asmodeus now. Yeah, grow a beard. <laughs> grow a, Just relax, man. Yeah, grow a sexy beard and trim your <laughs> horns a little bit. Uh, get those horns smaller. You don't need to show off to be cool. How is Asmodeus the self-care guy? <laughs> right? I Well, like, he's delegated the rest. I he's, guess that's true. It's all and like, time no worries. just eat grapes and trim your beard. Uh, or just, like, sit in a pit of ice like Levistus. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.